Hi, this is Dr. Renner. Thank you for joining us at what we think is the best uh, evidence-based medicine podcast in America. I'm here with Dr. Alan Safdie, a world-famous physician who's been doing clinical research for more than 30 years. Uh, We're here to talk about COVID-19. I have some questions uh, for him about aerosols. Now, we've been talking about aerosol and uh, aerosol sprays for more than three months now and just recently got into the news. Uh, Alan, can you tell us about aerosols and the aerosol spread of COVID-19? Yeah, Bill, thank you. Um, It's really, really important. I mean, we started talking about this months ago. The World Health Organization just recently plans to address this as an airborne COVID-19 transmission. Um, This is something that shocks me that it's just making the news. We knew this was potentially an aerosol transmission. If we go back and look at just like influenza A, very common disease, um, and they're believed to spread between humans through contact, large respiratory droplets, and these small particles or droplet nuclei called aerosols. And we know it's an important form of transmission for lots of viruses. Um, It's not something that's new and it shocks me. But why is that important? Well, aerosols, as we mentioned in one of our earlier podcasts, can be transmitted over much larger areas. Um, You know, aerosol transmission, these small little particles may not fall to the ground as quickly as the larger particles. So when you walk into a room, Bill, some of these particles may stay suspended or float uh, freely through the air, traveling many feet, well over the six feet, especially in areas where we don't have adequate ventilation. Uh, or areas where the air conditioning system continues to recirculate air through such a thing as a restaurant or a gym or other places. And there's been evidence looking at aerosol transmission, not just for influenza, but we knew about it for SARS. Um, So it it really is disturbing. It's taken the World Health Organization this long to come out with a strong statement. And as we get into the wintertime, as we predicted, we haven't even gotten into our second peak. When people go back indoors and we have all this indoor air, we have to be quite strong in figuring out how do we decrease these aerosol, tiny, tiny little droplets, not the large droplets. You know, when a person coughs or sneezes, they generate lots of large droplets uh, and they're laden and they're dripping with virus particles. Those droplets are pretty heavy. They fall to the ground. And that's why we came up with this six-foot rule. Um, That was based on some studies conducted back in the 1930s. But what we're looking at right now is these small little aerosols, and they can spread much farther than the six feet. They're extremely small. There's some reports that singing or yelling or talking loudly can create aerosols. Alan, what can we do to protect ourselves against aerosols? Do we need eyewear as well as an N95 mask? Or will another mask, or just a standard three-ply mask, help us? Well, the key is, first of all, wear a mask. And I think one of our next podcasts is on mask myth. Um, We've known as physicians for years that masks protect us and protect our patients. It's inexcusable for people to be near other people without a mask at this point in time. Um, So Yeah, you you know, know, I, I had someone send me a note yesterday, and they said, I don't like wearing masks. What should I do? And I said, if you don't like wearing a mask, you're really not going to like breathing out of an endotracheal tube. You know, 
you have your choice. Wear a mask or breathe through an endotracheal tube. You're not going to like an endotracheal tube. Yeah. yeah. If you want a machine to breathe for you or do you want to breathe on your own? And I don't like stopping for red lights, but I'm putting other people at risk if I go through a red light. I don't, exceptionally, even though I've worn masks my whole life, don't like them. Aerosols are really tiny. So your question is, you know, what kind of mask? Well, any mask is beneficial because the large particles, like when somebody coughs or sneezes, they're going to be picked up on most masks. Reply cotton masks. Uh, usually we'll pick those up. When we're talking about aerosols, we're measured in microns or one millionth of a meter. Um, a human red blood cell is five microns. And these particles are much smaller, but they can float on air currents. So not bringing in fresh air into a room is significantly a problem. If you're riding with other people in a car, even if they have masks on, leave the windows open, leave windows open in your house if you're having people open to get fresh air in. We need to really look at recirculating air, uh, which air conditioners do. Um, but six feet, as we said, we said this months ago, Bill, that six feet is not far enough especially if people are running or biking or something because of the aerosol transmission. So we really need to be careful um, and take more control measures to mitigate airborne transmission. And we haven't really explored that as well as we should. And we've known about this with, you know, SARS-CoV-2, as well as the previous SARS with influenza. Um, we need ways to remove these virus-laden droplets. Uh, and indoor ventilation could be a significant problem in the fall when we get into, I think, our second piece. Well, thank you, Alan. That was a great discussion. And, and it's really an important topic uh, right now, especially when, when I go to the park and I see people who aren't wearing masks and they're all together in a group. Uh, that There's only one way out of this epidemic right now, and that's wearing a mask. Uh, hopefully we'll have a, a, a vaccine in six months, but it, it may even take a year or two years before we get the whole population uh, adequately vaccinated. But a mask, mask can get us out of the uh, epidemic uh, much, much sooner. Uh, what's, what's your thoughts, Alan? Yeah, I agree with you completely. I mean, I prefer a decent mask. I mean, an N95 mask has to be fitted for you. And KN95, there's different masks. You'll see these different symbols. K is the Chinese symbol for their mask. And, and for all intents and purposes, they're both very good masks. But a good three-ply cotton mask is more comfortable. You've worn N95 and so have I. It's hard to keep those on for long periods of time. But if everybody keeps them on, so when I cough or sneeze, it goes into the mask. I'm protecting other people as well as protecting myself by wearing the mask. So let's protect each other. Even when we get a vaccine, say 70% of the population, which is about what we usually deal with, will take the vaccine. But most vaccines are not 100% effective. So even being optimistic and saying it's 70% effective and only 70% of the population take it, we're dealing with less than 50% of the population, which is probably not enough for herd immunity. Um, so we have to stop this virus spread prior to even the vaccine. And many countries, you know, Iceland, New Zealand, Ireland, you know, Germany, uh, even China has been much more successful than us. We really have to realize we spend the most on healthcare and we've been about the worst in, in regards to stopping spread of this virus. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, thank you, Alan. I, I think that's really uh, an important point is that 
We all have to work together to stop this virus. We need our economy. We need to get business back. We need to get our sports teams back. We need to get kids back into high school and uh, junior high school and uh, lower grades. Uh, even kindergarten is important. But the only way we're going to do that is if we all wear masks. Uh, if you like, if you like our podcast, please uh, subscribe and tell your friends about it. Thank you, Alan. Thanks a lot, Bill. Appreciate it.